breaths of air. Andy blinked the stinging water from his eyes and shook his head in an effort to clear his mind. What, what happened? he gasped. Where am I? You're in a jacuzzi, a whirlpool spa bath, you bloody half-wit. Andy's senses were rapidly recovering from their watery ordeal. He cringed inwardly as the identity of the voice of the hands began to dawn on him. His rapidly refocusing eyes now confirmed the worst. Boss, he said sheepishly, is a. is that you, boss? Detective Inspector Bob Burns didn't bother to reply, but stood slowly up from where he had been kneeling, fully clothed, at the edge of the pool. He glared menacingly at his hapless subordinate, then motioned with a jerk of his head in the direction of the owner of the shapely thigh, which he was still clinging to as though his life depended on it. Hesitantly, Andy followed his boss's stare. "'You're a bit lanky for a koala bear, Detective Constable Green,' the owner of the voice of the leg crooned into his eyes. She was sitting in the jacuzzi right beside him. "'And, uh... "'By the way, sunshine,' she added, in that seductively posh Glaswegian accent that Andy always found to be a grade one turn-on. "'No one ever mistook me for a eucalyptus tree before.' "'So, Randy bleeding Andy,' Bob snarled, "'get your horny mitts off Dr. Bryson's leg now!' Mortified, Andy Green swiftly did as instructed. Oh, listen, I'm really sorry, Doc. It was the... Uh, the I mean, I, I thought I was going down with a stinking ship. All oh, that bubbly water and the jotsam and flitsam swilling about and everything. The only flotsam and jetsam swilling about, Bob cut in, was the beer bottle that fell out of your hand and... He paused to point to the bottom of the jacuzzi. And the pair of Jesus boots that fell off when you tumbled arse over tit off the bench in the water there. Julie Bryson sniggered. Bob glowered. Andy stared forlornly into the pool. Oh, jeez, he groaned. The fancy leather flip-flops my mother gave me. She said you're supposed to keep them dry-like. Oh, no, he moaned. She'll kill me if I've ruined them. Bloody pathetic, Bob muttered, sitting down on a sun lounger. "'Never mind, Andy,' Julie smiled. "'We'll fish your flip-flops out, and once they've dried, "'I'll rub some shoe cream into the leather. "'They'll be good as new. Never fear.' "'Andy's head hurt. "'His mouth tasted, in his own words, "'like the saddle of a nudist's mountain bike, "'and he was still struggling to get his half-drowned thoughts together. "'He cast Julie an exaggerated little boy lost look,' But, but what happened, Doc? he pleaded. How did I come to fall into the water? Because, Bob snapped, before Julie could reply. Because, Green, you were as pissed as a fart. Sound asleep when Dr. Bryson and I came along the deck here, sitting slumped in the jacuzzi there with a bottle in your hand, your head lolling about as if your neck was broken, and snoring like a hippopotamus with wind. Bob tutted in exasperation then lay back in the lounger. He shot Julia a reproving glance, then mumbled, 
What took Dr. Bryson to go in there beside you? I'll never know. Oh, come on, Kimosabi, Julie scolded. Don't be such an old misery guts. And he deserved to have a wee celebration last night. We all did. I mean, the case is solved now. And just think, it might still be dragging on if young D.C. Green here hadn't done the things he did. Yes, and he is off duty after all. Bob gave a grudging grunt, closed his eyes, and let his thoughts drift back. Two weeks earlier, outside the castle in Dalton Village, southeast Scotland. This is the life, Bob grinned, then took a luxuriant gulp of his beloved Belhaven best. He sat back and gazed lovingly at the tawny beard in his pint glass. Saturday morning.